And thanks for listening. This is Most Certainly True, a podcast of Grace Lutheran Church in downtown Milwaukee. God's grace is for you. And if you're in the Milwaukee area, we'd love to get to know you. Please visit www.gracedowntown.org to contact us, find out about worship times, or learn more about what we're up to in Milwaukee. That's www.gracedowntown.org. everybody, this is Pastor Bondo back again with This is a Most Certainly True Podcast, an opportunity today, a very special and unique opportunity today to podcast with my newest good friend uh, in my social circle. I, I should start this over already. That's but so nice of you to like say, how, how does this work? But um, So Pastor Brian Hockman is newly installed at Grace and has yet to be baptized into the podcast world. Is that a thing? Is that a good use of the verb I have baptized? Not been, I have not been podcast baptized. That's a, an accurate statement. Okay, so to to start this off, um, you, people need to know that, well, number one, this is not a sermon podcast, and number two, this is not a Bible reading challenge podcast. So I don't know necessarily what to call it yet. I might come up with a name later. But this is still, I think, a vital podcast as we get to know a new voice. And maybe I should do this with the others at some point to have more of like an introductory introducing these guests. But I thought I was thinking that this is a good opportunity for me and others to get to know you a little bit better and hear some stories. And I think it applies because we'll we'll talk about um ministry and other things along the way i'm hoping does that sound okay that sounds wonderful it sounds fair game to you sure so as we think about um welcoming a fourth pastor i think it's awesomely unique for grace um you know they had one pastor for a long time then for more recent history two pastors and we jumped into the three and four pastor territory in in the span of a few years. So at our new current pace, we'll probably have 10 of us running around by, you know, 20 years from now, don't you think? That, that would be good, yeah. I think, would it be good, I think though? That, I think the math works out. Does that is that a good thing, like a 10-pastored church? I wouldn't be in the small office anymore after that. I'm just <laughs> we kidding. Wouldn't have I enough. love my office. We have <laughs> the small office. Let's measure, because I don't <laughs> even know. I don't even know how... Pastor Strong actually, because uh, he's smarter than me, he measured it by counting the tiles, and found out that his office is the same size as mine. In the ceiling, I just have Going by I just have tiles? a pillar in the corner. I so, have a pillar in the middle, so he's probably like nine square feet bigger than than mine is. That's fascinating. Floor space. So my my pillar is covered by this wall over here, as you can see, it juts out, you know, and is covered by what the wall. But as a fellow uh, office pillar guy, what do you think is behind the the uh, silver chrome? There's a silver chrome circle on the wall. Yeah, what do you think's behind there? I have that's I have a one good too. Uh, question. I wonder. Do you think they just have wire access to like something? They they run some wires up and down the pillars. I don't know. I was thinking about putting those uh, spring 
snakes back there. So mm. the next person is curious and opens it up. So any, anybody listening, especially Grace members, if you don't know the pillars in our offices, you really should stop by sometime. <laughs> you sure should. If we spent too much uh, airtime on pillar <laughs> Definitely. <talk. laughs> I'll be deleting this later. The uh, pillar in my office, I've always wanted to paint it to like look like a book or something a, co- a cool library would do. You know, like it looks like the biggest book on my shelf, kind of a joke. You just told me that we spent too much time talking about pillars and then you <laughs> kept talking about pillars. Going. Yeah, I, I care a lot about that, don't I? Uh, anyways, there are a couple of things I thought about asking you, um, and sort of off the cuff on the fly, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, before, and, before we get started, could I just say that, oh. um, as of today, as of a few moments ago, I feel like, like I've made it. Like you've you know, made it? You've tra- arrived? Traveling here, being installed, getting to preach twice, uh, those were all good, but this is most certainly true podcast. I now feel it's another level for like, you. Like I really arrived, so thank you for for the privilege. Oh well, that's awesome of you to say. That is really cool. I should have a thing where like new guests on the podcast, like here's my giveaway, or like my gift to you. I've given gifts before, and I have nothing. <laughs> okay, which is probably Sweet. another good story, you know, is at some point to tell people some of the gifts that the Bondos gave you when you arrived. Here's the gifts the, like, the that little... other podcast guests have been given, but mm-hmm. I don't have any left. But you for remember you. how awful I that would was? recommend not doing that actually. So you guys rolled into your driveway, and like half an hour later, I was there. Do you remember that? I do remember. And that. then there were these brewer stickers on this technology. <laughs> well, you sheet. did give me a gift, and, That's the, right. and we did give you a gift. So uh, you got a partial gift. You got these brewer <laughs> like put the sticker on your phone or whatever, and like two stickers were missing, <laughs> like the ones that I and wanted then, first. And then the next day, I I met Daniel again and saw him use his phone, and the missing <laughs> sticker is actually on his phone. <laughs> and by Daniel, he means Pastor Bob. Yes. because that's what nobody knows my first name okay i'm pretty convinced they might actually but that was really funny wasn't it to have yes. the stickers and that's really fun you brewers. told me that they worked well on phones and then i found out why you knew that they worked well on phones <laughs> because that's one you i'm gave already me the used. stickers that you did not want to use yeah but it's, i appreciate the gesture yeah thank you it is was just a gesture in the end not a very good gift just a gesture of a gift Anyways, these are all the wonderful things that I think in this free-for-all, um, that kind of sounds like a good way to call this podcast, a free-for-all, because that's a way you can almost define grace. It is, it is free. free-for-all. See? Oh, I get it. Light bulb. I get it. I think it's clicking too too easily for that to like work. <laughs> so this free-for-all on the introduction to Pastor Hockman is off and running. Now, some things that I think we should talk about would be, um, while it's fresh in your mind, some Alaskan highlights, because I have never been to Alaska, and I'm sure that there's plenty of others in this area that have never been to Alaska. So just Alaska in and of itself, whether it doesn't have to be church-related or ministry-related, but just like Alaska, you know, what, what do I need to What's like most important for me to know? What do I need to know? Sure. So Alaska is just a uniquely beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, people who have been there understand why tourism is such a a big deal uh, in that state. A lot of people say, well, you're going to take a cruise to Alaska? Are you going to travel to Alaska? Why would you do that? They get this vision that it's all just snow and, and cold. 
uh, but that's just really not true. Alaska's uh, such a gorgeous place. Mountains um, everywhere, glaciers. You can go walk on some glaciers. Uh, my family and I got a chance to do that. Um, Denali National Park and um, Mount Denali is the biggest mountain uh, on North America. Got a chance to, we took a flight seeing tour around it on this crystal clear day. You could see hikers on the side. Get out. And we actually, um, we actually landed on Ruth Glacier on the side of, it was called Mount McKinley at that time. But Is this an um, airplane or a helicopter? An airplane, yeah. Whoa. So it was a little, I think there were 10 seats on that plane. So, um, yeah. Wow, that sounds awesome. So, um, we would often comment uh, on our different trips to the Kenai Peninsula or wherever it was that we were going. Sure. That we would look at some mountains and we would say, you know what? Uh, she and I both grew up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So, but, so we would always say, if that mountain and lake were in Wisconsin, that would be a state park and people would travel oh, yeah. miles around to see it. Oh, yeah. In Alaska, it doesn't have a name and it's just on the side of the highway. Wow. Because there's so much even more beautiful things around it so um yeah in alaska every once once a month or so it would happen that um the sun would shine on the mountainside that i live on differently or across the valley and it would just make it look a little bit different and it would kind of shake you from being accustomed to it and you would kind of feel kind of spoiled like i live mm-hmm. on this mountain and i haven't stopped to look at it or um mm. this is the view out my window and i haven't looked out that window um for a while <laughs> so just kind of cool to to see the the glories of god's creation right out right out your own window wow what about like whale watching do you have like a tally in your head of over my time in alaska i saw this many whales or orcas or something um, whales do come around. You have to be out in like an ocean going vessel and out of like Whittier or Seward. They have a, um, two main tourist, um, tours. And so one of them is a, uh, glacier cruise where it takes you around and you can see a whole bunch of different glaciers. And then, um, one is the Kenai Fjords and that's uh, more of a wildlife tour. So you go see the otters and the porpoises and, um, you can see some orcas in that. Hmm. We've had some friends. I've never seen it, but we've had some friends that have gone um, out into the Prince William Sound on that tour, and it was when a super pod of whales was coming through. Oh, and that so sounds they awesome. saw um, almost 100 uh, whales. Normally, if you saw one, it was a pretty big deal, but it was the, the migratory patterns when they were coming through the area, um, and you could see them all. Uh I've had friends that have taken videos and I'm trying to remember what it's called, but basically they blow bubbles and they swim in a circle and they get this bubble. That's how they, uh, they get all of the, the fish that they're, that they want to eat into one place. And then they go underneath and mm-hmm. come up and that's how they get dinner. Um, and seeing that happen out in the wild is, is pretty remarkable. So there is some pretty good whale watching. If you, uh, if you have, access to a boat or or get on the right tour when when they're around that's awesome what about um i know sled dogs and the i did a rod you know i I remember seeing a post of yours or something about like visiting and some of the celebrities for the i did a rod winners and stuff like that that was that was a pretty cool experience too wasn't it 
Yeah, it, it's interesting uh, that you use the word celebrity. Because uh, moving up to Alaska, we had no clue. We knew of the Iditarod, but didn't know um, any mushers. And now names like Lance Mackey and Ali Zirkel, um, we follow them, and we, you know we cheer for for people like that. And, yeah, you're, uh, just how cool, 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 and uniquely Alaskan um, that is. But yeah, every um, every year the Iditarod would do the ceremonial start down Fourth Avenue in downtown Anchorage. They would haul in snow and put snow across the road so that they could do their um their ceremonial start um and then they would the next day would restart um usually in willow uh, which is about an hour north of anchorage and mm. that was when it was the the real now you go and the timer starts and all that stuff so we've been to both uh, and have really enjoyed um just that piece of of you know, uniquely Alaskan, Alaskan culture. Yeah. Um, and we tried to get our kids there. And of course, they love the puppies. And, oh, yeah. Um, so the little kids really like it. And then as the kids got a little bit older, they could start to appreciate um, here's what's going on. And then we would track it. It's kind of funny on the news, you'd see who's in the lead of the Iditarod for a week and a half. It was kind of all consuming, hmm. uh, almost like the, the World Series or. Or following the Bucks on uh, in the conference right. finals, it just becomes a part of yeah. what what are you doing? Where are you watching the game? All that stuff. Yeah. That's sort of the way that the Iditarod is. Wow. Yeah, I should have prefaced to explain, like uh, you know, welcome to Milwaukee. You've you've come from your assignment from the seminary was to Peace in Eagle River, Alaska, and so that was what roughly twelve years, right? Yep, two thousand seven um, was when I graduated from the seminary and. Mm-hmm. Uh, was assigned out to Peace Lutheran Church in Eagle River, which was a town that I didn't know about. Uh, I didn't know the difference between that and Nome, and mm-hmm. kind of got a little concerned where are we going. Mm-hmm. And then it hit us: well, if there's a Wisconsin Synod Church in Eagle River, it's got to be a fairly decently big sized town, right? <laughs> um, so, but as it is, Eagle River has about thirty thousand mem- um, people at, in the town in the city. And it's a kind of a bedroom community for Anchorage. It's about 10 to 15 minutes north of Anchorage. And um, a significant percentage of the people who live there um, are either military and going to the military base that's situated between Eagle River and Anchorage or working somewhere oh, yeah. in Anchorage. Okay. Very cool. Are you going to follow the mushers still, even though you're like you kind of have this need to like check in maybe at least? We, th- we thought about uh, doing something that Milwaukee's maybe never seen and having an Iditarod party and inviting people <laughs> over. Um, so would you come to an Iditarod party? I think it'd be a cultural moment. You, you would, could, ex- you you could bring us be into invited. the culture, you know. There's other, like, sports, like, like I'm not a big NASCAR guy. Uh, somebody needs to teach me more about that kind of stuff. Or, you know, there's things like that I think are really fun where you kind of get into something because you see somebody else is into it. If that's on your mind, I say give it a yeah. give it a shot and see who shows up. Did you pick up some NASCAR from serving in Georgia? Not enough, apparently. Okay. I know I knew some people that were definitely huge fans, okay. and uh, but never made that made that jump to to learn enough about it and get into it. Gotcha. But you know, always, there were tracks that aren't too far away, so yeah. that's for sure. You had asked about wildlife. Obviously, I never saw a, a whale in my front yard, mm-hmm. uh, but. We had been in Eagle River for an hour 
when a black bear walked across our front yard. Whoa. Um, that was a uh, where in the world are we kind of moment. Like, oh, wow. Look at that. There's a black bear. Like a big male? Um, it was probably about five feet, like if it would have stood on its mm. hind legs mm-hmm. and stood mm-hmm. up. Um so wasn't welcome to Alaska. Hugely, the the black bears are a little smaller than the grizzly bears or the brown bears. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you've got a bear in your front yard, it kind of doesn't mm-hmm. matter how big it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Front yard is different from the Milwaukee Zoo. <laughs> it's a little different. A little bit different there. That's cool. So over your um, years of ministry in Alaska and joining us here in Milwaukee, you probably gained a sense of um, you know things that are important to you important for ministry when you think of the care of souls and like goals that you have and i don't are there things that stand out this is maybe taking a all of a sudden serious maybe not so serious turn but i mean are there things that stand out to you that say you know when i saw this happen then it's like that's that's what the ministry is all about when i when when this outcome or you know maybe not even outcomes but at least doing this I knew was a was a integral part of yeah. ministry. Can I ask that question? You can, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, uh, the role of of playing of being a pastor and 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 playing this important role in in people's lives, and and all of a sudden you're playing an important role in someone's eternal life. Um, it's such a an honor and privilege, but a responsibility. Mm-hmm. as well and, and there's definitely um times where, where, where that sets in when you're uh when you get the 11 p.m saturday night phone call to come to the hospital because someone's in the in the emergency room when you're when you're there at um with a family who's who's lost their little child mm-hmm. um and what do we do now and where do we turn and and you get the you get to be the one that through the tears gets to preach easter and gets to Mm -hmm. point these people to a risen and living savior and tell them that their son is living too Mm -hmm. um i mean those are just privileges that that uh, other occupations don't afford yeah Um, i like the way you said that i mean and you even started to unpack i was going to ask you to unpack it if you didn't you know but you started to unpack like what do you see when you're seeing this playing the role of a pastor in somebody's life and you're seeing some of these moments where people are relying on their faith to hold them up when they're they're relying on their god you know to hold them up and they're looking to you to share what God has to say and the certainty of his word that meets their lives. Is there other, other things you want to add to that or? Um, just being, being like in these people's families, being, being a part of their lives and, and the family atmosphere that peace Lutheran church had Mm -hmm. um, was such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, to get to to know everyone by name and know their family and their story and what makes them tick and um, to get to incorporate some of those things into teaching and preaching and mm-hmm. um, knowing people definitely helps you uh, be a more effective and uh, more effective pastor and so so that was one of the things that I even though I grew up in a called workers home both of my parents were teachers. Um, 
just getting to experience that in the first years of ministry and just how cool that is. Um, wow. I'm in the positive sides, but there's the, um, you know, there's the, the negative sides too, where I remember, um, some sleepless nights about this member that ended up going to a different church or, or this thing that didn't mm-hmm. go uh, the way that you were really hoping that it would. And you mm-hmm. kind of get that, that we really are a family. This really does impact me. It's definitely not a nine to five punch in, punch out, mm-hmm. um, leave it, leave it at the office and go home type of occupation. And, yeah. um, but I think it's a blessing to get to, to get to be a part of that. Um, and to get to serve God and to serve God's people uh, in, in such a way. Um, yeah, there's definitely an impact. All all the stories around you have on you as you as you. In a sense, we like we not only just listen and hear the stories. You you're participating. You're involved, and you got to find that balance to say this is the Lord's first. How do I, you know, how do I not <laughs> let it dictate? everything about me emotionally and uh, psychologically or whatever, but to kind of understand a place that I have in a ministerial way to say, you know, I'm, I'm a person in the midst of this, but I'm God's person at the same time. And he's got things no matter where we are in whatever circumstances to say to people. Right. And that's just a beautiful position to be in. Hopefully we can keep it. That's the nice thing about having four of us here is we can at least help each other out, you know, in, in different ways, encourage each other um, and and uh, keep our motivation and focus where it needs to be. Right. Fun. Definitely. So I like the way you, you uh, pictured that. That's really cool. Um, when you were thinking about being a pastor, so your parents, you said, were teachers, and it was in your brain at some point to be a pastor. What was going on there, and, you know, why why be a pastor? Yeah, um, so to, to answer that question, I'm going to tell you a story, and it kind of goes back to when my, yeah. when my father was, was a boy. Uh, he grew up on a dairy farm in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, mm. and um, he's the only child. And my grandfather, his father, uh, pulled him aside already in grade school and said, you know, son, it would bring me great pride. It would make me really proud of you if you would follow in my footsteps and carry on the, the family business, would would take the farm and be a dairy farmer. And that would just fill me with such joy. Uh, but the only thing that would make me even more joyful is if you would consider the public ministry. Hmm. Um, we need pastors and teachers uh, in our synod, uh, and that would that would 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 give me great pride too, uh, even wow. more so. Yeah. Um. So that's how my father got off of a dairy farm in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and ended up uh, in in the teaching ministry and uh, served for thirty five, thirty six years as uh, principal uh, here in in town at Saint Jacoby. When I was in in grade school. My father took an opportunity to to share that story with me and then to um, make it mine. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'd love if you wanted to be a teacher, you could serve the Lord and it would be awesome. But right now we have a lot of teachers in our synod, but our synod needs more pastors. And so it would bring me great pride as well Mm -hmm. uh, if you would consider the pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. So that always um, resonated with me and was meaningful that my dad would 
um, would would have that conversation with me and, yeah. and would would share his personal experience uh, with me and and relate it to mine. Um, there were a number of of young men from our congregation that were going on to Northwestern prep school to pursue ministry, and then uh, now that's become Luther Preparatory School. Mm-hmm. And so there were a few people that I respected in the congregation, and it made it easier. Mm-hmm. Made it easier to see going away to school, mm-hmm. um, and that's what, so. It was about third grade when I decided, you know mm-hmm. what, pastoral ministry is is kind of wh- where I want to go, and that's sort of where I set my focus. And God bless that. Wow. And uh, I I was privileged to not have too much wavering. Um, a few late nights of struggling through German in college made me wonder, do I really want to do this? But um, otherwise, it was pretty. I know a lot of kids going in, into the ending of high school and into college agonize over what do I want to do with my life. But God blessed me with uh, with peace in, in that decision and um, continued to open those doors to ministry to me. Um, so that was something I wanted to share about why it is that yeah I'm here. I think that's a great story, and it's a you know talk about something valuable you know that's been passed down from your grandfather that's a, just a really nice balanced way of looking at it I and mean, we we want to be careful always when we talk to believers about vocation and respecting the anything and everything that serves people's needs is valuable service in God's eyes and then to also give some um also recognize our our need for proclaimers and teachers of of God's word. Woo. Right. That's and really and cool. think about how the generational impact. Yeah. So you've got this dairy farmer in Manitowoc mm-hmm. who has one child, encourages that child towards ministry. Mm-hmm. And now he became a teacher and his son became a pastor. And um, my son is looking at pastoral ministry and a few of my daughters are considering teaching all because one mm-hmm. man had a vision towards um, towards using yeah using and it, the gifts that he saw in his own child. Um, mm-hmm. What a cool way that God's going to use that. Yeah, at least bringing up that conversation in such a special way um, allowed somebody to think carefully about how they use God's gifts and recognize the blessing of all the options in front of them. And that's a really neat. That's really neat. So I was gonna go there to say, well, Daddy Hawkman, it's it's your turn. You know, you got you got five kids expecting another. How are you? How and when are you bringing this? But I know you you have already, and um, we'll just see what happens. You know, you just never know which path the kids will take. But yeah, God so bless Elena it. is going into eighth grade, mm-hmm. and she had always had Luther Prep in her mind uh, when we were back in Alaska. Uh, we were planning to to send her to uh, enroll and, and live in dorms there. Um, she's still on that track, even though now we've got a few other options, Wisconsin Lutheran High School and Kettle Moraine and a few a few other options that are nearby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's still saying, you know, I think I want to do Luther Prep and I want to give teaching a try and I want to be at a place where my teachers and my peers are going to encourage me and I'm going to get to encourage others towards Mm-hmm. Uh, towards public ministry so that's neat that's a cool thing as a parent uh, to hear that in your 13 year old daughter to see that mindset and and to hear that maturity and mm-hmm. it's cool wow 
Awesome. Awesome thing of the personal side. Anything else uh, like that you'd want to mention as we get to know you of like ways your family likes to spend time or something when you have some free time together or things you like to do personally? Sure. Um, I just wanted to make one comment about, yeah. uh, about being here at Grace. Um, what a, what a cool thing it is to have um, ministry and have ministry settings that can be so vastly different. Oh yeah, uh, totally. I feel uh, like in a lot of ways, Grace Lutheran Church in Milwaukee is the polar opposite of Eagle River in Alaska. <laughs> um, just Alaska to Milwaukee, little church to big church, one pastor that does it all to four pastors and a big staff. Um, it just seems like four services, one service to four services. Um, mm -hmm. Some adjustments happening. Getting stuck in traffic on the way to church was a new experience for me <laughs> uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm used to walking across the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so parsonage to uh, renting and hopefully soon, if God blesses it, owning a home. Um, just all sorts of different sides of this, but yet uh, getting to stand in a pulpit little taller at grace than sure. walking across the front in Eagle river, but to get to preach the same gospel is yeah, uh, just, it struck me recently that there's so much different, but the thing that's important stays the same and the gospel of Christ stays the same. And it's the same savior and his same love that I get to preach to his people. Mm -hmm. um, Amen. So it's cool. Oh, that's really neat. Oh, how about some first impressions? As you're walking around, I remember the first time I saw the Grace Center, the Great Hall, like upstairs, and even the Grace Center itself, and and the church. I mean, just very beautiful um, place to serve. A lot of flexibility in the Great Hall with the things that you can do. And I, I think it's good to share some of the first impressions because you're like you can take for granted the things that are around you, but we really have some unique spaces and opportunities in front of us at Grace that you want to keep taking advantage of. I. I don't want to take steal your thunder, though. I mean, are there things that you would put in that basket or some other first impressions at Grace that you could refresh our own eyes about? Yeah. Um, Grace is going to be an awesome place to serve. Um, I, I've loved my time here so far. Um, we definitely felt a very warm welcome and... Even like before we got here, we were feeling like we were a part of the family here. And hmm. then to show up and have a big party thrown and a table of gifts, and uh, <laughs> that's been wonderful. People mm -hmm. have been patient about uh, me not knowing their names yet, which is awesome. <laughs> I accidentally introduced <laughs> yeah, myself. Take a while. Um, accidentally introduced myself to the congregational president yesterday mm -hmm. or on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, the the man who issued me the call and made the first contact, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whoops. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> so, awesome. But um, <laughs> he didn't respond like you should know me. It was he just told me his name and then let it click in my head later like that's Joshua. Okay, <laughs> whoops. Um, and see you at the next so, council. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the people have been very warm and welcoming, and um, I've already sensed their patience and their their eagerness to help me and my family fit in. Um, so that's been an awesome first impression. It's a cool thing to sit in my office and see people walking by mm -hmm. um, and to just be in a, in a vibrant, active city setting. We had 
people that would come onto our campus in Eagle River to come share the view and look, and I'd get a chance to go out and, and meet some of the people from the community that way. Mm. But otherwise, it was a pretty... Um, you'd have a hairpin turn to get up onto the property, and if you weren't coming two-piece, you really weren't there. Oh, sure. Um, so it's been it's been kind of cool to be here in a downtown setting where there's activity going around. Put the sandwich board out on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, let people come in, go down to the coffee shop, and introduce myself to some people and get mm-hmm. to know uh, people that, that live or work nearby has mm-hmm. been has been cool. Um, I'm very excited about the activities and events that the Grace Center is going to uh, host, get people, again, people from the, from the outside coming in and to get a chance to be mm-hmm. um, welcoming to them and, and f- form some of those relationships. Yeah. So I shared with you last week that it was odd to me um, to not walk into the church for the entire week. You, you leave <laughs> Until it Sunday morning. Again. Yeah, you leave it Sunday afternoon or Sunday noon, and then don't go back in until Saturday night when you're setting things up so that you're ready the next morning. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. different. I was used to being in the church every day. I walked right past the the back doors of the chapel to to get to my office and uh, looked at it every day. Now it's kind of my office is in the is in the Grace Center, which unless you really are going into the church for something, you you don't have a need to, to go into that part of the building or the <laughs> campus. So that, that's interesting. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. We need a, an underground tunnel too. If it's snowing or raining out, then we just go from one. No, we don't need that. <laughs> the underground parking's not, not good enough. <laughs> the, the 10 seconds that you have to be outside <laughs> to get over seconds. to the church is yeah. too much. Am I complaining? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's Pastor really, Mondo, I could get you an umbrella if, if that's a problem. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> that might be cheaper. <laughs> I should do, you know, we could do some more time over there, sit in the pews or something and open it on anybody that comes in. And I would love it. What are you reading about? You know, like Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch and just just gush about whatever scriptures in front of you that week. That'd be fun. I was getting things ready for, for preaching this weekend. And um, if you've ever been in the church on, early on a Sunday morning, you you know that the, the rose window with Martin Luther shines in the in the yeah. light of the sun at that time of oh, day. Yeah. And just struck me that um, at the altar is is the statue of Christ and on the back wall is the beautiful rose window with Martin Luther and um, how Jesus did it all. And then Jesus used a man like Martin Luther to preserve that gospel. And now we are the ones that God's using to mm. to continue to share that gospel in our community. Listen just was to a, you. I just love was a it. a really cool kind of aha moment there. Mm-hmm. Like this is, someone was thinking about this when they, when yeah. they constructed this and made the plans for what the front of the church would look like and mm-hmm. what the stained glass windows would look like. And, We've got something um, to say. We've it, got something to say. Just the architecture even preaches mm-hmm. some of that, which is preach it kind of cool. When we redid the windows, especially the you know that um, that Juno corridor of windows to get rid of some of the fogged up glass and stuff, it was really really nice to think that here now the the building is like speaking again to the community, especially like evening services and stuff. It's all lit up and everybody can enjoy the beauty that those windows offer. It's really cool. You could also just plop some chairs out on the sidewalk and see who sits next to you to strike up a conversation. I mean, that's a really, really striking environment, you know, at Grace. And that's that's very cool, something that 
We should have more like pop-up sidewalk parties or something, you know. <laughs> Flash mob on the Celebrate on the random sidewalk. spiritual things and <laughs> on the sidewalk and see who's... Want a piece of cake, MSOE student? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know? I, I love cake. Yeah, I love cake. Who doesn't like cake? So that's really fun. You asked a question that I didn't answer. Oh, I did? About uh, our family's interests. Oh, so, take us there. Yeah. Um, we love driving around seeing new things um that was one of our favorite things to do in alaska was just pile in the car on a on a beautiful afternoon and go see a mountain or go find a glacier go explore someplace and um we're excited about opportunities to explore not only downtown milwaukee but get in the car and be an hour or two away and and get to see this part of the country Mm -hmm. um so we enjoy that. We like following sports. Uh, growing up in Milwaukee, um, I follow all of the Wisconsin sports teams. So Lucas is super excited to uh, live near Miller Park. There um, you go. My wife and I kind of decided that Miller Park was going to be our new mountain <laughs> because we would we would talk about how the sun was shining differently on a mountain and made it look beautiful. So <laughs> that's going to be our conversation. Did you see the way that the sun <laughs> was shining on the Miller Park today? Miller Park. Like, didn't it? Wasn't it beautiful the way the glass reflected? So Miller Park's going to be our new mountains. There you go. Um, but no, we're excited to to get to go to some professional sporting events instead of watching them from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, my one son Lucas uh, he's the our middle child um, we, he has two older sisters and two younger sisters and um, he's a big baseball fan he grew up um, liking the Cubs because his what his uh, my wife his mother is a Cubs fan mm-hmm. and he started liking baseball when the Cubs yeah. won the World Series but a couple years ago, I came back for a ministry trip to the seminary, and I decided that I was going to buy him back. And so I bought him a jersey <laughs> and some Brewers socks. He likes long socks and uh, a few other things. And I said, I'm just going to unashamedly buy him back from the Cubs, and it worked. It worked. Um, and so now he's he a Cubs fan, out. and he likes Christian Yelich, or a Brewers fan, excuse me, and he likes Christian Yelich. And um, he has an exciting story. He got to shake hands with Craig Council. Uh, last week, we went out to see Wisconsin Lutheran High School's playoff baseball game, and they played Whitefish Bay, mm. and Craig Council's son is on the team, and Whoa. it was an off day for the Brewers, and we looked over, and there was a familiar face, and Get out. Lucas happened to be wearing his Brewers uh, t-shirt that day, so we went over, and he got a high five, and just got kind of starstruck. But Oh, that's amazing. So, Did you share your business card with Craig Council? I didn't. I didn't have it on me i don't think that's okay so. i gave him a grace invitation at the uh oh i forget what it was called it was like a a, a big brewers event preseason, you know that they had downtown and uh i should remember what that's called like uh backyard deck or something or i don't know brewers on deck maybe that's, that's it. what it is that's brewers what it on is. deck so it was that event and i went through the coach line you know okay. with like the first base coach sure. and third base you know so i'm going through the line getting their signatures on their photos and i i chatted with craig council i you said did. how's your spiritual life did you? you need a church home and i know the place for you <laughs> he hasn't come yet he hasn't <laughs> so come that's now two out of four that at least met him you could say you've met our staff by now you just why don't you just join the i thought i remembered during the grace that he, crew that he attended church someplace. Yeah. 
I think he might have some Lutheran in his background. You think so? There was some article I once, but I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Should we not be talking about Craig Council's personal spiritual life? I don't know where it's exactly at, but we will keep praying about him. And if he needs, that he needs good. a clearer vision. And the rest of, of our community, too. And the rest. No we special will, treatment. We just are going to pray uh... over all of Milwaukee, <laughs> you know. We've been trying to, uh, well, we haven't really been trying. But, you know, who knows if the if the Bucks need a, you know, a minister or something. That post-game prayer that happens, you know, we should get in on does, that. And... Does Fiserv have a chaplain? You think they'd like four chaplains? Yeah. From the church down the road? Absolutely. Are we the closest church 24th. to the Fiserv? We've got to be. Yeah. Well, almost, almost. Trinity, as they even as they rebuild their burned-down building, oh, they're you know, closer. they might be a little bit closer. St. John's is, you know, we could probably need to measure it, measure it out <laughs> and see where it's at. That's pretty cool. So that's uh, me and Lucas. Um, the girls enjoy playing sports. They like soccer. Elena's kind of taken to volleyball. Um, so they enjoy those things. They're all super excited about living around the corner from the zoo. Nice. Um, Samantha especially. Samantha started kind of by accident, started watching a PBS TV show called mm-hmm. Wild Kratts. Mm-hmm. And now she knows more about animals um, than we know. Um, <laughs> we think it's cute that she really likes the lemurs, but um, she'll tell us the difference between a ring-tailed lemur and oh, yeah. a savaka, I think is how you say it, oh, lemur. That's awesome. She'll, tell, and, she'll correct you. Have her listen to this and see if you got it right. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll have her subscribe. We'll get one more on the subscriber list. That's perfect. That's perfect. Sign her up. And you're playing softball tonight. I am. I'm super nervous that I'm going to get injured. Great softball. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Don't pull a muscle. Do I'm going to stretches. I'm going to uh, like walk at a brisk pace between the bases just so that I don't pop a hammy. Are you assuming you're going to get on base? <laughs> I'm assuming I'm going to be put in the lineup. <laughs> this is huge. I'm assuming I'm going to get in the lineup. That's good. And we'll find out what you're, you know, bat- you start off the batting average tonight. That's I, huge. I, um, I, back in the day, I, I enjoyed playing quite a bit of softball. Um, we would play at Martin Luther College after, after class and got in a few games at the seminary as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a while since I have swung a bat at a softball this is or awesome. thrown a softball. This is awesome. So it t- begins tonight, eight thirty. If anybody's listening, know, Juno Park. I know there. you can't play, but it <laughs> might be worth the entertainment value to come sit in the stands. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, have somebody Facebook live with your phone at your first at bat. That'd be perfect, and throw it out there. That would be awesome. We should keep stats because Pastor Strong is is playing too, and you know people want to know their pastor's softball stats i think i would just assume that he's going to be better email them out every week and how many runs batted in and all that stuff they could put them on the back of my baseball card (laughs) 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 totally worth it that's good Uh, i really enjoyed the baseball card uh medley that was made i had my own all the pastors had their own for my for my uh, installation party Mm mm-hmm did I tell you the story a couple days later? No. So a couple days later, I was at um, Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary for assignment day, mm-hmm. and because I haven't, I hadn't at the time gotten all my clothes unpacked. I was wearing the same dress shirt, <laughs> and I pulled something out of my shirt coat pocket, and out onto the floor fell 
my own baseball card. I'm wearing a suit, and it's got my name and the stats on the back. Quickly snatched that up and shoved it back in the pocket. That's awesome. Yeah, so. Gray Steph had gone a little over the top in, a, in an awesome way of making those cards for the installation party for you and Brewers-themed party, and that was that's awesome. It's even better when that card is carried around in your coat The, car, the card is pretty sweet. Out. Um, I don't know of anyone else. I've never heard of anyone who's had Bernie Brewer come to their installation party. Nice. So I feel like I one of a kind. I might be one of a kind in that regard, in in a very awesome way. A trend setting, I'm I sure. Was, trend setting. I for was all I was shocked in the best of ways to see Bernie Brewer came to my installation. <laughs> well, you know, if you start batting a thousand for our Grace team, we're all gonna have to get autographed signature cards. Not only put the stat on there, but get an autograph. Get That'd them that their value is, is, is can only go up, so mm-hmm. you might as well get in on the ground floor. On and those. for your free time, what about doing like chocolate commercials? Have you ever thought about that with the deep voice? Chocolate commercials? Yeah, you know, like mm. <laughs> rich, smooth, <laughs> creamy chocolate, flavorful chocolate. <laughs> I've not thought about that. Do you think that the if this pastor thing doesn't work out, I might be able to. It's a deep voice there, right there. You know, there's well, something there. My dad sung second base and my mom sang tenor. So it was kind of a given that I was going to have gonna a deep voice. Did I we think. both sing? Um, we were both in the seminary chorus at the same time for one year. My first year at the seminary. And I sang second base i would tell tiefel professor tiefel if you need me to move around on another part or something but but second base was the fun yeah and so we were we were joint second basis for that that season yeah i was not remembering that but i'm glad that you have a good memory it's awesome we should find the photo we could find the photo and pastor strong is probably in it too as a super tenor we we clearly could. He'd be on the other side of the picture. The three of us from years ago would be all the way back to like 2005. Yeah. Not to insinuate that one side of the picture is better than another side, but just <laughs> that Pastor Strong would be on the other side of the picture. I think so. Or did from we where take you a, and I were the both The official standing. choir picture, did we line up by height and it wasn't our usual spots? I don't remember no. this. No. It was our typical spot. He'd be on a different side of the picture if we did that too. But, <laughs> that too. but it's not. I think it wasn't it just where uh-huh. you lined up? Yeah, I don't know. We definitely have to find it now. Which though. picture it was, a blast was from the, the past. Of, which picture was the official picture? I don't remember. We an we took one in picture. the new chapel. We would take a seminary official picture for a poster for the tour poster. Oh, and the stuff tour and, poster, yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So we're gonna have to find that. Definitely have to find that. Could frame it. There's room on the wall right here. Well, everybody, this is just the introduction. There is so much more. There's more time. We don't have to do it all today. Chapters of the. Oh, did you want to keep going? I think we should make this. It's already probably the longest podcast we've done. I think people are enjoying this. Do you not think people are enjoying this? (laughs) Is this your subtle way to try to sneak? My next question is: What else you got? (laughs) What else do I got? Maybe we should save what else I got for, I for a different off? day. <laughs> I have a 2 o'clock Well, appointment. if there's nothing more, I would love to be done talking. I have 13, 13 minutes before my next uh, appointment. They're all yours if you need it. You told me it takes about 12 to do post, post-production. post so Is I that guess. true? Did I say 12? I could probably be faster than 12 if you need me to be faster. You asked if it's true? 
Oh, you're going to do the tagline. This, nice segue. This is most is certainly that, true. Not only this is most, most certainly, certainly true. true. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pastor.